0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Dress of a Watch podcast. Hey. Hi there. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Cool glasses.
1: Thank you very much. The problem is the reflection of the screen comes on the lens. Very nice.
0: Very, yeah. cool. <laughs> Very cool. So how, how are you doing? How do I'm you good. Think? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everything is okay. Living it day by day. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, meditation, thinking. Yeah. Trying to figure what's next.
0: Yeah. I see you're keeping fit as well. I'm lot. trying.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. First of all, let's make it official. Since you're a hat person, <laughs> brought yes. a hat on.
0: Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
1: I've uh, cool. been keeping fit. Yeah. Because lately, I mean, I've been demotivated. I've been lazy and uh, I've been gaining weight. So i've been uh trying to push myself, try to do a bit of uh exercise at least some cardio, just not to pile on weight and yeah you know, it's been paying off
0: yeah yeah Yeah, you've been quite consistent as well i mean i've been I've been watching your stories for the past two months and you've been yeah. really pushing it every day I've really enjoyed that
1: you know it it's uh cool. it's a friend of mine he's been really uh motivating me and it's a challenge uh, he put me through Yeah, and I'm a person that uh, I don't like to not complete my fulfillment so if I make a promise and if there's a challenge I like to complete it so yeah it's been two months and uh, yeah let's see how it goes
0: (laughs) yeah I'm sure you're going to turn out to be like super super fit
1: after this (laughs) no not really (laughs) (laughs) Habib Abdullah I love you too no, you know I'm not doing any uh, weight weightlifting. So yeah. for the time being, it's just cardio. So yeah. I'm walking a lot. I'm spinning. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Very cool. Very good. Yeah, I try. I try to keep myself fit as well. Not not as much as you do, but um, just to to keep on moving and and to try to do a little bit of of uh, some training every day.
1: Yeah, I mean you need to follow your own pace. I mean yeah. you need to. Everybody reacts differently to different uh, uh, scenarios. So you just have to monitor yourself and see what fits you yeah. and take it from there.
0: Definitely. Awesome, yeah. So let, let's get right started, I would say. Let's go. Yeah. So how how did your watch journey begin? How did you get into watches?
1: It's funny because I don't remember how I got into watches. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, ever since I was a young kid, uh, I like to accessorize. And as yeah. men, we don't have many options to accessorize with. So watches have been the, go, the go-to thing, you know, just to, I don't know, just to pull something and have something nice on your wrist. And then uh, later on, my, st- my father started collecting watches. And yeah, basically, so I was exposed to some watches from his collection. And once I was uh, working, earning money on my own, I felt that I want to do something for myself and let's follow this passion. So, and that's how I started building a collection. I don't like to call myself a collector because honestly, mm, I don't know. I I don't keep watches. I don't hold any sentimental uh, uh, relationship with watches because as I like to say, they all come and go. So, and I fall quite a lot in love with watches and and I, I just go with the flow. I mean, if I see a watch and I love it and I can not buy it and I have something that I can sell, I'll just sell it and get the new watch I want.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
0: yeah I, 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 I've, uh, after talking to a lot of people about this, this subject, um, I've uh, noticed that everyone has their own taste um, and also... Um, there are like two or three different variations in terms of the the value of a watch to a person, and mm-hmm. some people are like you, for example. they exchange the watches, they like to accessorize with them, um, and some put in a lot of emotional value, so mm-hmm. I really enjoy that i mean it's a it 's a cool thing to learn about what what different variations there are in terms of
1: collecting exactly yeah, everybody has their own approach, everybody yeah. has their own style. Everybody has their own reasons to why they want to buy watches. Nowadays, I mean, obviously, everybody sees uh, high value in them. And sadly, for people who, 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 who love watches for what they are and not just what they can get you, it's, uh, it's quite uh, tough these days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and also, I think that for new people coming in, um, people that want to experience this whole world, um, it's also making it harder for them to, like, start off. Um, I, I do feel that, especially with the whole steel sports m- stuff hype that's going on, it's it's become, like, geared to one specific um, type of watch, and there are so many different ones. Yeah, so true. I feel that that's a bit sad, actually.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of uh, undervalued watches, underappreciated watches, which makes it okay because for people who really love watches, they can go somewhere else and yeah, build it from there.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And and do you, I know that you have a specific uh, collection, but uh, <laughs> let's 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 uh, not yet talk about the specific collection. But do you have like a a certain taste in terms of? what type of watches you you enjoy
1: absolutely absolutely i mean first of all your taste changes with time so you start loving something and then you find that uh, okay you've had enough like i remember i went through a phase where i really loved uh, rose gold and so i was collecting rose gold watches and i was buying a lot of rose gold watches all of a sudden I'm I, I don't see myself wearing rose gold anymore. And then I prefer the more subtle uh, white gold, platinum or steel. So, and then I shifted towards uh, that direction. So, yeah, it, I mean, I have a particular taste in watches, but I mean, it's like, I'm not going to lie to you. A beautiful watch is like a beautiful woman. So if she's blonde, she's she's redhead, she's brunette, doesn't matter. Beauty is beauty. But my <laughs> particular... yeah. But my particular aim nowadays and my taste, I'm really liking innovative material. So I'm not looking at anything that is uh, used. So I'd I'd rather see something done with Damascus steel, for instance, or I don't know, new materials like uh, Carbotech. I mean, it's been used a lot, but they came up with new colorways and stuff like that. So this is what draws me today in watches. It's those different materials.
0: That's yeah, cool. I think yeah. there's a lot of, uh, still a lot of materials out there that can be used. I, I really like what, um, uh, some will hate me for saying this, but I really like that uh, Hublot did a lot of these Sapphire cases. And yeah. they, they pushed the boundaries a lot further than, than someone yeah. would expect. So yeah. that's, that's cool. Huh? And also Panerai with all their uh, material combinations in terms of what they did um, is also very, very cool. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you're a brand that everybody loves and you do something innovative, everybody's going to praise you. But if yeah. you're a brand that uh, people don't like <clears throat> and you do something innovative, people are going to criticize you. But yeah. kudos for the people who are doing it first. blow is definitely doing stuff other brands are not looking into. So, yeah, good for them.
0: And, um, and uh, do you remember your first watch that you ever got?
1: I remember a lot of first watches because the first watch has a different meaning. I mean, yeah. if you're eight and you get a first watch, yeah, I'm not going to remember that. But I can remember the first watch that meant something to me. And it was a watch that my father offered, uh, offered me when I graduated from school. And this was a Breitling. Uh, I don't know the reference of this watch. It's this Breitling. That is uh, that has the digital uh, indexes ah, yeah, yeah, and it has yeah, also no. the, the hour and the minute hand. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like my first watch that I got when I graduated. Then there's the first watch I got that I fell in love with, that I really wanted because I didn't choose the thing. I mean, I just graduated and my father said, here's a present. I opened it. Wow, it's a watch. I love it. Thank you, Dad, for the gift. But if watch, the first watch that I really loved and I really wanted was actually the GMT Master, the Coke. Yeah. So, and yeah, this, this watch, uh, I remember very well getting this watch. It's when I graduated from university, and I wore this watch straight for three, four years. Wow. I was wearing it day in, day out, every day. I've done many stupid things with this watch. I've gone skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... It holds, but like I said, I mean, it's it's a beautiful watch, and it's something that is that I remember that I wanted and I got, but today it's not in my collection. It's gone. So, yeah. Well, do you know what you traded it in for? Or yes. Yeah, for? of course. No, no, I know. You know, I mean, when you start buying watches, uh, it can go out of hand. It can escalate quickly. I mean, when I started uh, really buying watches. Uh, well, let's do something. I made a promise to myself, because you're a hat person, I'm going to wear a different hat every <laughs> now and then.
0: <laughs> cool. Very cool. Thank
1: you. So, yeah, I mean, um, so I was telling you, when you when you start collecting, you can easily uh, lose track. And I was buying at the beginning a lot of watches. I can go through a year where I buy like 10 watches in a year, which is quite a lot, actually. And it's not reasonable. But it's because you're still inexperienced and you're still discovering and there's this uh, want that you want to fulfill. Slowly and gradually, I, I, I started seeing and, and my, my lifestyle changed. My my uh, status changed. I was single. Now I'm married. Uh, then I got my firstborn daughter and then my second daughter. So, you know, your circumstances changes. And I learned that I need to... Uh, a system. And the system was for me to have at least one reference from each model. Let's say if I want a Submariner, I'm not going to have a Hulk, a Kermit, a 5513, 5520. I'm going to just have one Submariner. And this has been the way I've I've moved forward with watches. And so the GMT Coke, there was uh, the Batman that came out and I fell in love with this piece but i didn't want to buy it when it first came out i didn't want to, because i was so uh, attached to my coke gmt and then at some point i'm like i need this watch i want this watch but i'm not going to have two gmt's so eventually i had to sell my coke gmt and acquire the batman which i actually remember i bought it from a friend of mine a friend of mine who's actually a, a dear friend of mine a very close friend of mine who's kept it intact with the stickers on and he's never worn it he just bought it for the heck of it he said I, I might like it but he didn't like it and so it was before even the hype and the premium so i got it for list price you know which okay. was which was nice because you don't find this anymore nowadays yeah. a good bargain yeah
0: very true
1: yeah very true. and this batman has gone as well so <laughs> yeah what did yeah, you I, exchange I, it for or the new batman on the jubilee bracelet ah, okay <laughs> yeah i
0: i do understand <laughs>
1: yeah. i mean i it, honestly the, you have to follow your the system this is my system and this is my rule and i i tend to follow it so i'm very disciplined when it comes to to this because if not like like we said it can go overboard and you can lose track definitely
0: yeah yeah i think that's a very very important lesson um for,
1: yeah, for yeah, you know, new... Nicholas. Uh, I mean, some people ask for advice, and I mean, you can only tell them what you what you went through. I mean, you yeah. cannot. There's no international lessons where you can tell, okay, this is what you need to do. It's just what I've been through and worked for me. And if I can help you make a decision based on my experience,
0: why not? Yeah, definitely. That's very yeah. cool. Huh? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think yesterday or a couple of days earlier, you posted up the your um, on your story a little a little story about how you you got your watches or how you get your watches and how you're able to buy them yeah. and i think and I think that matches very very nicely in what you just said it absolutely yeah. makes sense
1: because honestly i mean life life is is beautiful life is nice but at the same time life is hard and there are good times and there are bad times and there are times where you're doing okay you're making money and then there's sometimes where like today nowadays businesses are not uh, they're not rendering any any profits i mean I, I own different clothing stores and so my stores have been closed for three months so i'm not generating any income so yeah so my status today is not the same status i was in three months ago And when you get into this hobby and and any collecting, I mean, if you collect watches or anything else, uh, you go through a time where you feel like you're the king of the world, you're doing well, and you start spending right, left, and center. And people do have this misconception that, oh, wow, I mean, what does he care about? He has no value for money or... I don't know, he, he inherited the money or something like that. But no, I mean, some people do sacrifices and some people, uh, they go through a hard time to be able to, first of all, earn the money, second of all, spend the money. So yeah, you have to choose how to spend your money. And as I said in the story, is that I'm a person of, of very humble taste. I mean, I don't have any lavish, lavish uh, or exquisite want in this life. So what I want is watches. So what I spend on is watches. And it, it would have been different, by the way, if, if, yes. if, if I had this abundance availability of, of, of money. I would have never sold any of my watches. I would have kept everything. But you reach a point where you can't keep it. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you look at your watches and you have like 10 watches. But you have only two wrists. So yes. if you were to wear, uh, if you were to use both your wrists, <laughs> you can rotate over five days. But still, that's not an issue. At the end of the day. You you need only a little amount of watches. Yeah. You don't need them all. So you downsize. You learn. You switch. And yeah, very true. Very that's true.
0: how it happens. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I also I also try to be a bit more mindful in in that in that sense, and also to live a simplistic life. Yeah. Um, because at the end, if you if you have a lot of stuff, uh, you have a lot of baggage as well. So. Um, that's very true yeah Yeah. so it's easier if you don't have too much
1: yeah and sometimes there are opportunities i mean sometimes you have a watch you were lucky you got this watch at a cheap price and then all of a sudden the price has been crazy dramatic inflated i mean it was stupid not to sell and get the money and get something else you know so
0: yeah very wise very (laughs) wise and and then and then uh one topic I wanted to ask you, or one question I wanted to ask you how how did the the wrong wrist uh, come about?
1: Yes, <laughs> let's change hats for this topic yeah, okay, so the wrong wrist well, it started because when I started this Instagram account, uh, I was posting my wrists and I wear my watches on the right hand. And I got a lot of comments. This is the wrong wrist. This is the wrong wrist. This is the lady's wrist. This is the gay's wrist. This is the ignorant wrist. I mean, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. And uh, I'm a person who really believes that there's no right and wrong. You just wear it where you feel comfortable. I mean, if it feels comfortable on the right hand, Okay, if it feels comfortable on the left hand, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I was and I was talking with some friends, and they were like, oh, why don't you do something about it, create this page? I said, you know what, why not, let's do it. And I started the page only reposting pictures, because I had a different account where I was posting my pictures. And it grew all of a sudden, and people felt it was like... Uh, provoking the watch industry, rebelling in in some sort. And yeah, some people started uh, uh, showing more and more and showing that they wear the watches on the right wrist for different reasons, on the right hand. When I say right, is the right hand, not right, right, correct or wrong. And basically that's how it started. And then when I saw that there's a crowd there and the profile has been building up and... I have this passion because my other page wasn't uh, watch-related. It was mainly fashion-related. I said, let's develop this into what I love about watches and start posting my own pictures. So this is how it came about.
0: Cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's it's, it's a cool thing. I mean, uh, I, I absolutely agree there. Everyone should do what he or she pleases and what they think is, is – what, the, what they feel is cool for them. So – so I, I really like it. I mean, yeah, if you look at your pictures with all the different kinds of bracelets and everything on, it really gives the, the watch also some, some nice uh, background as well. So, so that's True. cool.
1: Yeah? yeah, and there's something nice you do as well is when you change straps on watches, by the way, this gives the watch a different character, a different personality. So again, we come to the point where we say, you don't need a lot of watches more maybe you need a lot of straps because honestly every time you put on a watch on a different strap you get a different feeling. If yeah. it's a NATO strap, it's a fat strap. Uh, you can go with different materials, use different uh, skin leathers. And this is something you do very well, I see. So this Thank is you nice. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, I really enjoy that. And it, and it's and it's absolutely this what you say. I mean, it's like it's like when we. When we put on clothing, if we yeah, put on yeah. something different, then we look different, and the same goes for um, f- for the watch as well. Sure. You can you can really dress it the way you want to, so so I, yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and uh, so now I think I, I we're ready to to dive deep in 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 an addi- uh, let I call it an addiction a little bit, um, but. But this is something you got me into, actually. I, um, when I was looking at your page and following you for for quite some time now, um, I started uh, thinking about Swatch as well. Mm-hmm. And um, my family has a little bit of a background with Swatch. We used to produce a lot of Swatch bracelets um, in in I think uh, sometime in the eighties or seventies or something. Oh,
1: so you're in the you're in the strap making in the business. Oh, yeah. okay, I see. So the straps that you post are the straps you actually produce? In your... um, not all of them. Okay, um, I, Sometimes I
0: also try some new ones and, and see right. what, what other people are doing, but um, a lot of them are, are what we produce. And some are also some concepts I make, um, trying out different materials and, and cool. things like that.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, sorry, carry on. And,
0: uh, and then I, I got into Swatch as well. And then I asked my grandfather and my father if they... Still own some Swatch pieces from that time. And um, I got some pieces from my grandfather at the time. So I, I got
1: this one. Beautiful. This yeah. is the first original jelly one. Yeah. It was on the gen size. Yeah.
0: And then I also have this one, which... Uh, the uh, Tresor which Magique. Really, yeah, which I really love wearing. It's amazing. Um,
1: this one. See, this is... This is some people don't understand that Swatch, yeah. they do amazing stuff. Like this Tresor Magique, people don't know, but it's a platinum case yeah it will come to a surprise that swatch platinum is that possible? yeah it's possible. Yeah. They even have actually a tourbillon in one of their watches, so there's this watch called the diafan, yeah, and the movement of the watch and the mechanism is based on the tourbillon okay that's cool yeah. yeah, so they do a lot of cool cool this is the thing about it it's the cool factor yeah, but this trésor magique is actually a very nice piece. I still don 't have it in my collection. I have to <laughs> add it. It's really cool.
0: I, I did not yes. expect it. I, I got some pieces from my grandfather, and I did not know anything about them. And I started researching a little bit, and then um, it was completely new, unworn. Yeah, and, it looks um, mint. My uh, my father said I'm not. I, I should not take it out of the box, but I I can't. <laughs> I, if <laughs> if it's cool, I need to wear it.
1: So <laughs> yeah. so I've been wearing this one a lot. It's a beautiful and, one. And uh, I ask, really ask your father if if they have a diaphan. If he yeah, has any fun team. in the collection, yeah, yeah that I'll would do. be really cool yeah definitely I'll do that yeah
0: how How did you get into swatch? I got
1: into swatches uh also at a young age uh I used to buy a lot of swatch and it's just an easy watch to wear. It's a good tool watch you don't i mean there's not a lot of headache that goes into it when you buy a swatch i mean uh, just strap it on and then do whatever you need to do. And then you don't worry about the watch. And it's pretty durable. Quality for for, for, for the price you pay for is actually excellent. Uh, and I, I mean, I started buying a few swatches here and there. But when I really got into it is uh, there's a friend of mine who lives in Dubai. And he works with Swatch Group. And he shared his collection once and he showed me what watches he has. And I'm like, damn, those are really cool. I mean, I remember the way he laid the, the watches on the floor and they were all in the roll. This is something that caught my attention. And I said, you know what? I want to start doing the same. I want to start <laughs> collecting swatches. And the collection started basically uh, wow. with black, black watches. So I started my collection... As well, you know, like I told you, you, you learn to be systematic. yeah. And so I said, okay, black is my favorite color. So let's buy everything black. So I was concentrating on a lot of black. But then some old editions or some limited editions are not black, which you have to buy. Like you have this yeah. name in Hearst collab with the Mickey Mouse, uh, the New York uh, City Town Edition. Then there's this one that they did that reminds me of like an off-white, if you want, with those yeah. scriptures. So they start doing some. This one is also very nice that I like.
0: That's very cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they start doing like really cool stuff, and they're not black. And then you have to buy them. So I start buying special watches. But if you if if you notice, all my swatches are the gen size, the new yeah. gen. So yep. they're all the f- f- 41 millimeters. So I try to avoid going into as well the fo- the smaller ones. And it, it goes overboard very easily. And so I, I had a plan that it has to be a new gent. And it has to be... Also, you can't collect all lines. I mean, it goes crazy. They have different lines. There's the skin, the irony. There's now the big and bold. So I said, I'll buy the only a specific line and only in a specific size. And that's how it started growing. And then because I love skeleton a lot, so I dwelt into the skeleton uh, swatches. This is something I personally admire a lot. And this is something I love to look at. And, you know, they started uh, this swatch by you where you can customize your swatches. So this is something also I got into. And this is a very special swatch, by the way, this, I had it designed by my friend who got me into swatches and it was to commemorate my 100th swatch. So when I reached number 100, I had my friend uh, design this for me and then we made it happen. So yeah, and then you just take it from there and you go and you build up the collection. And if you dwell on some of the old pieces, like you have some very nice Jeremy Scott collaboration that he did with Swatch. This one is called Bar Oriental. It has the Arabic uh, numerals. So this is a Mimo Rotella artist who did this Marilyn Monroe for Swatch. You have like Legrand et Leglet, which is Napoleon and Josephine Bonaparte. You have the Marcus Limberg. So you have different artists with did different collaboration with swatches and you start picking it up. You start reading a lot, researching a lot. And it's not easy, actually, when you get into swatch, it's it's actually a headache because, (laughs) you know, there's over 30,000 swatches. Yeah. (laughs) And if you want to really go back to the history, there are amazing pieces, there are amazing collaboration. Uh, Keith Herring did uh, six swatches, if I'm not mistaken, for swatch, which are highly collectible and they get sold in auction houses for crazy amounts. I mean the biggest uh, amount of swatches uh, sold in auction, if I'm not mistaken, it got sold for around six or eight million, and it was yeah. a, a, it wasn't a particular swatch, but it was different limited edition swatches sold together. So there were there at least like forty forty watches. So yeah, I mean, when you look at that and and you see that this is a whole different ball game. I mean, it's it's this is more fun. This is yeah. really fun. I mean, and mind you, I wear all of them. So I don't buy just to to stock it or to 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 have it in the box. No, no, I I, I take out the swatches and I've worn them at least once. And yeah, uh, cool. I just want to show you something really cool. Is let me show you this piece. Some dials are really nice when you look at it. So, like, you have this one, I don't know if it shows. Yeah. Like it's the yeah. stick, and then it says talk. Yeah. Tick and talk. So, I mean, really honestly, it's something cool to look at. And they did the Louvre edition, this one with the Mona Lisa, for instance. <laughs> so cool, yeah. Lately, they launched the James Bond collection, which is also very cool. And you know they do some nice automatic watches as well. So there's the System 51, where it's not only all quartz. Uh, some of them are really mechanically uh, produced. And there's the System 51, which is a beautiful system. It's these type of watches which are automatic. Yeah. This is, for instance, the Hodinki edition. And you just look oh, at yeah. the back. The back case of the watch is really cool. I mean, yeah, and it's the, very cool. Yeah. So you have also a different product line with System 51, but they all have the same back case. So these are automatic watches and these are really cool watches to wear. This is one of my favorite one. It's the latest uh, James Bond. This has been done on the skin and not on the gent. And it's the watch that Q wears in the movie, No Time to Die, which we're all waiting to watch. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, they do innovative stuff. Uh, Let's pull out another hat. This is my Tarell Williams hat. Very cool. Yeah. So, and then they do innovative stuff, like they come up with new material, like this watch here, the Fly Magic. I mean, this is just a beautiful watch. This is the same System 51, but it was inverted. So, you have the movement on the dial. And so just look cool. at this Hairspring moving. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. You have the balance with the water. I mean, it's just a cool watch. Yeah. And they used, uh, they developed a very specific material for this one. They did with Audemars Piguet, and it's called Niva okay. which is a new uh, material that you use in watches for anti-magnetic to help uh, the watch keep track uh, and not lose time when there's high magnitude around you. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, they're very cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. I need to do a lot more research. Definitely. You know, I, mean, the... I have a, I have a couple here that I wanted to show you. They're still in the box, but they're very old pieces. Amazing, amazing. Then, unfortunately, some of the old ones they um, you can't wear them anymore, due to the fact that the the plastic it dries yeah it dries yeah. yeah yeah so but you know you one?
1: can you can you can order the new straps they have them in stock oh, okay. i faced yeah i faced this issue with one of my older models yeah and uh, the plastic has dried so when i wore it on my wrist it broke and then i got in touch with my friend and he managed to get me the original strap so they still have them oh, okay that's cool yeah but Should show I me which one are you one. talking about oh yeah okay.
0: Beautiful. you can see here that it's already a bit broken yes. Yes. So if I if I wear it then
1: No, you don't you can't wear it. wear it, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I have what else do I have? I have one of these. Cool. Yeah. And let me see if I have a cool one as well. This one is quite cool. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I and see more, I have, mainly those are the gen sizes. So these are yeah. really old swatches. Like these yeah. are 83, 85 up to 93, 95. Yeah. So can you imagine these watches are 30, 40 years old? It's
0: it's amazing, <laughs> actually. And they still work. They still work. And you <laughs> they put in battery and then you're good to go.
1: Yeah.
0: And I also have this one, which I which I really enjoy wearing as well.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I, lo- I love those uh, transparent cases, by the way. I have a few of those transparent cases, and they really add a value to the watch. I mean, we were yeah, talking about cool. sapphire early on, but yeah. I mean, if it's plastic and it's transparent, it's, it's as good as sapphire in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> At least it won't
0: shatter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly. Very cool. Yeah, Yeah. awesome. Uh, Omar, thank you very much. It's been thank you. a big pleasure talking to you. Yes, really? absolutely. Today, I, I must say I learned
1: a lot. I, I'm really happy you say that because this this platform, I mean, some people uh, use it to gloat, other people use it to, uh, I don't know, many people have different ambitions and different uh, uh, ideas when they come to use Instagram. I, I personally wanted to use this platform honestly to share an experience with, with people who are younger, who are now getting into it, also to learn from my peers as well, from people who have more experience than me. And to hear you say that, honestly, it brings a great joy to my heart. It, it, it's just, it's, it's my way of living, you know? I mean, if if if, if I learned something and it brings any valuable information, i would pass it along, you know? I wouldn't hold it to myself. So yeah. thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're very welcome, and I and I absolutely mean it. I mean it's a big pleasure, and uh, these uh, these interviews that I've been doing for the past 12 months have been really incredible for me, um, having people that I look up to say just simply say yeah, they'll do it. They just no questions asked, and uh, and then really experience all these stories behind this shared passion. And, yeah. Um, Sometimes I get to learn something and sometimes I get to share an amazing story. Um, and and
1: that's, that's a
0: big pleasure of mine.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can discover someone when, when you follow somebody's page. I mean, you don't really know who this person is. Yeah. So it's always nice to meet that person. And if you can't yeah. meet them in person, it's nice. These live, live uh, Instagram live are, are, are like letting us meet new people, new characters, new personalities. Which is quite nice honestly and it brings it brings uh, joy to the people who who've been there long long time ago i mean if you're if you if you've been on Instagram for the last year or two years it was different when it was six seven years ago yeah. it was a different ball game it was different personalities different characters so it's a good mix and sometimes obviously I mean uh, social media can also uh, misinterpret stuff and create uh, confusions, and uh, so it's good sometimes to hear it straight from a certain guy to talk about it, to you know, to listen to a story, and yeah, those those IG live actually are, are, are an eye opener, honestly. Yeah. i I've met uh, quite a few nice people. I've reconnected with old friends that I haven't spoken to for two or three years so it's been quite fun you guys actually you and and some other guys who are doing it uh you're doing a great job thank doing you very a much great job so yeah i mean this is only the second one i've done and but i really enjoyed it abdullah afm was the first and uh, if 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 you haven't seen any of his interviews actually they're amazing the people yeah. that, the lineup that he has is is just an eclectic bunch of collector from different part of this world, and it's been really uh, fulfilling to watch it and to, to try and listen to these people talk and get into the mindset of what they think of this of this hobby and sickness sickness I like to call it it's a sickness. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: so cool because I was actually watching the uh, the interview he did with Mr. Goldberger. Yeah, I tried to reach out to him um, as well to ask him if he wanted to do an interview like this. Um, yeah. and uh, I really, it's really cool to to see that um, someone managed to get him in front of uh, Instagram to to do to, to do an in- interview. So
1: absolutely, really, really absolutely. cool. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, when you get to to not many people get to meet. Uh... Mr. Goldberger. So it's it's cool when you get to see him and you get yeah. to see him live and talking and you even get a chance to to, to ask him some questions because he does those Q and A's at the end, which are really cool. So it's even nice when you meet him and you ask him a question and he answers.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Omar, thank you very much for being thank you. for being on, on the show. Thank you. Uh, it's been a big pleasure talking to you and to to hearing your story. Thank you and, very much. Uh, I I'd be happy to to do this again sometime.
1: Whenever you want. Thank you very much. My Thank pleasure. You. Yeah. Shout out to JP Radgen. He's just joined. I'm sorry, yep. buddy.
0: You joined at the end. <laughs> I, I've I've recorded it, so I'll I'll post it into this to to the uh, cool. IGTV, and then everyone can rewatch it.
1: Nikolaus, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Keep it real. And uh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Take care, thank buddy. You.
0: Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Ciao. Oh. So this was the interview with Omar from The Wrong Wrist. And it was a big, big pleasure of mine having him here and talking to him and listening to him. I've been following for him for quite some time. And I really enjoy what he's doing. And, and it's amazing to see. Um, to finally meet him in person as well if you have any questions or you have some feedback for me or even some suggestions of whom i should speak to uh, or who i should have on the show next please feel free and just send me a dm and i'll be happy to answer them and try to reach out to the people that you suggest in that sense have a nice weekend stay safe everyone and